1: Welcome back to BetQL Daily right here on the BetQL Audio Network. And to help us, right, get a sense of the college basketball card, maybe take it over to the UFC and to a little Aussie Open as well, we welcome in Reed Wallach, who is one of our BetQL contributors. He is one of our men of insight, who's nice enough to give us a couple minutes. What's happening, Reed? How you doing? Hey, what's up, guys? Thanks for having me on. Reed doing fine. Let's start here. We were just going through a bunch of these games here in college basketball. And listen, waiting for the initial circle lines to come out for Saturday and all the other books, probably going to put them out in the afternoon, give or take. Um, when we were going through the Ken Palm lines, seeing Carolina is only a one-point favorite against the Louisville Cardinals to me was an immediate circle. I mean, Louisville coming off this massive layoff, I have no idea what to expect. I'm wondering if you're on the same wavelength here. I think Carolina is going to be one of my strongest plays of the weekend.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, you took the handicap right out of my mouth, John. I mean, I was going to play your Syracuse Orange um, getting five, you know, earlier in the week, but the game got paused for more COVID protocols with the Louisville program. So, I mean, it's a pretty straightforward handicap here. UNC, Kempom hasn't projected one. I wonder if there's going to be a little bit of a you know shade towards Carolina. Maybe they open minus two. I, anything at under, you know, minus two is probably my cutoff, but I love UNC in this spot. You know, a big size advantage. Um, you know, just this layoff for Louisville is really going to pay dividends. And the way I've been playing these college basketball situations, I've been splitting game and first half because what I've noticed is a lot of these teams, they come out a bit, rusty, a little shell shock at their legs underneath them. And then they go on a run in the second half. I've seen, you know, a lot more success of late with that, especially as the market kind of shades towards a team like UNC in the spot. So I'm going to be, you know, if it's within a bucket, I'm going to be on UNC first half and then also UNC game and split that bet down the middle.
1: Reed, another game I'm looking forward to this weekend is obviously uh, West Virginia on the road taking on Texas. It looks like Texas right now favored by two points. Any thoughts on this one?
0: Yeah, I'm really interested. I mean, the Big 12 every Saturday seems to really steal the show just because they're so loaded at the top. And I like Texas in this spot. I think um, their size down low, they're going to be able to control the glass. They're going to be able to run West Virginia you know, off the three-point line and force them into some more difficult shots. And, you know, this Texas team, they lost three straight earlier this month due to COVID, you know, a COVID layoff where they were down some guys. They've kind of rounded into form last week, beating up on some of the lower competition. But I think that that confidence is going to pay off this weekend. I think they're going to score a nice win here against West Virginia and really start to build that positive momentum towards the Big 12 tournament. I mean, they have a big stretch here finishing with West Virginia Saturday. They got Kansas at home on Tuesday, and then they're in Lubbock for Texas Tech um, next Saturday. So that's a big stretch here where I think Texas, they got the veteran guards. They have the size down low. I like Texas to win this. But, again, uh, you know, the Big 12, all these games go down to the wire. So I need two or less. I can't go up to three with Texas.
1: Okay, Reeve, let's go back to the ACC. And Eli just brought this to my attention, and I was shocked. And I understand this team plays a lot of close games, And they had a terrible performance where I was able to cash in, taking the Florida State Seminoles on Monday night. You're telling me Kempom only has Virginia minus one at Duke? I'm shocked by that, dude. Absolutely shocked.
0: No one loves fading Duke more than I love fading Duke. And I think I I would not be shocked if this moved to Duke minus one. I really think Wow.
1: So you're telling me, Reed, I I might get Virginia at – see, that scares me, though. That scares me. If Duke ends up being favored in this game, don't you get the sense that might be like a Vegas nose type of game? Uh, Like,
0: listen, I just think that now Duke, without Jalen Johnson, they've won two straight, right? They beat NC State and Wake Forest, two bad teams in the ACC. I could see the market moving towards Duke saying, oh, here comes this Duke run to finish the year. uh, No way. not This matchup especially, you know, Virginia – isn't suited to play a Florida state, Florida state switch happy. They have a lot of size. They could really overwhelm you, but you know, this Virginia team match up well with Duke, their ability, because Duke needs to turn their opponent over. They need to use their size down low and they need to draw, you know, they need to get hot from three. Well, what does Virginia do? Well, well, they protect the ball. They slow this into a snail's pace and they also limit you from three. So this is a really bad matchup for Duke. and, I mean, if UVA is favored by one, I'm still on UVA. But I would not be shocked if people start flooding with Duke money and this moves to a Virginia plus one. I'm interested how this line is going to shake out. But I'm going to be on Virginia.
1: What do you think the line ends up looking like in Texas Tech and Kansas? Whereas right now for Ken Palm, you know, it would be Kansas favored by one, which actually kind of surprised me. Now they're the home team, obviously Kansas is playing much better recently, but still Texas Tech, I kind of like in that spot, especially if you could get them as a dog on the road.
0: Yeah. You know, I'm not super high on Texas Tech, to be honest. Mm -hmm. I think that they're a little overrated in the market. If you kind of dig into they like, they're like you go under the hood at this team. It's a lot of Mac McClung. It is a lot of Mac McClung bailing them out late. If you kind of look at the recent results, you know, going back a few games, they lost the West Virginia game. They beat a shorthanded Oklahoma team in a rock fight and they stole a game at LSU, a game they had no business winning down the stretch. They finished on like a seven, nothing run or nine, nothing run in the last minute to win that one. So, I'm not as high on Texas tech and you know, I love Chris Beard. He's a fantastic coach, but I kind of like Kansas in the spot. If it's going to be inside again, big 12 inside of a bucket, just because these are so close every time, you know, I like Kansas. I think that what Texas tech needs is they have to get to the line a bunch. They lead the big 12 in points generated from the free throw line in conference play. That kind of really bails out. What is a, a shaky offense to me again, relying on Mac McClung, So if you look, though, Kansas is one of the best teams at limiting free throw attempts and also at limiting second chances with, you know, David McCormick down low. Kansas is due for some of this hot shooting to come back to, you know, come back. OJ Obaji is due to get hot Jalen Wilson. I kind of like Kansas in the spot, not in general. I don't like Kansas as a tournament team. I think they're a little one trick pony, but I do think I like Kansas in the spot. This is another one I'm digging into, and I think I'm going to be on Kansas here. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: Okay, Reed, I give you the rest of the Saturday college basketball card. There's another play you'd like to share here with the BetQL Daily audience. What would that be?
0: Yeah, I'm looking at LSU minus five against Auburn. Um, You know, to be honest, these are two teams that, Play similar, both a little up-tempo, but the real difference is is that Auburn, despite having Sharif Cooper, who kind of steals the headlines, and he's going to have a big game, I'm expecting it, they're still 12th in the SEC in turnover rate. LSU's number one. So in a game that's going to be high-scoring and have two potent offenses, you know, if Auburn's going to be forfeiting up these you know, possessions and giving LSU extra opportunities because they're so sloppy with the ball, that's going to be the difference for me, especially with an LSU team that shoots 76% from the line. You know, if this game's close at the end and then fouls at the end, you know, get us to that five. You know, LSU is a team that is a tournament team. They can't really afford these games off. And, you know, I see them coming out and kind of putting together a really nice effort and taking care of an Auburn team that can't qualify for the tournament. They're not going to anyway. Their record's nowhere. They're not even close to the bubble if they were eligible. But LSU – Awful win last weekend against Tennessee. I think they come out strong here and, you know, make kind of a statement against Auburn.
1: Reed, is going to be a great college basketball card, obviously, but also coming up tomorrow night, we get UFC Fight Night. Curtis Blades taking on Derek Lewis. Anything you like on that card?
0: Yeah, I mean, it's going to sound crazy, and I know, but, I mean, I just can't get there with Curtis Blades being minus 450. I just can't. I'm not saying this is some surefire lock. But first of all, heavyweights being this high of favorites are always such a uh, what treacherous because one punch, you're done. You know, these guys have so much power behind them. They can finish the fight so quickly. And Derek Lewis is that guy that does that. He is uh, a knockout artist. He is very capable. You know, behind Francis Ngannou, he might be the most devastating striker in the heavyweight class. So I threw on Lewis. I, I, I like that play. It's not, you know, don't throw the bankroll on it, but I like Lewis here, you know, blades needs to get this to the ground. He, you know, former Juco national champion, he showed against Alexander Volokov last summer that this is, you know, his key is uh, to take this to the ground. He had a record 14 takedowns in that fight, but by rounds four and five, he was completely gassed and he like, he was, you know, almost incapacitated on his bench just from, you know, taking down his opponent. So if Lewis is able to sign me a few takedowns and make this into a stand-up fight, I think he's going to get a knockout victory. So I'm on
1: Lewis at plus 350. Okay, Reid. Australian Open. How did the tennis treat you? I love to know because it's not a sport that I handicap very often. I I was into the women's final, obviously, with Osaka and Serena Williams. In general, though, those late-night Aussie Open events, in the black, in the red, somewhere in between, how did the tennis treat you?
0: Yeah, I, I love that we're hitting the whole weekend slate. We're just hitting it all. Hey, I mean and, that's what we um, do
1: around here, Reed. We that's yeah, why we yeah, have we you here. To help us out on UFC and with tennis where I have uh, no darn clue, of course.
0: <laughs> you know, um, I haven't been playing the Aussie as much. You know, just a few spots here and there, especially with you know, this is the you know, there's no real lead up into this. They kind of went straight to Australia and started. So I kind of picked my spots a little bit more than kind of just going wild with the car just you know, less of a sample size on, you know, recent form and stuff. But I was able during the tournament, I saw Jen Brady's kind of path open to the finals. And I got her at 18 to one to win the Australian open in the second round. And then, you know, I got some help along the way with Ash Barty, you know, falling apart in the quarterfinals. She's a huge underdog against Osaka. That should be going on overnight tonight um osaka's probably gonna roll here i'm kind of in trouble with trying to find a hedge i'm just gonna kind of ride it out and hope i get lucky maybe steal the first set i mean these two met in the u.s open semifinals you know this past year and brady took a set off osaka she lost six seven she won the second set six three and then lost three six so she maintained somewhat you know was somewhat competitive with osaka so i guess we'll see But in reality, Osaka's on such a roll right now in such good form. I don't see her losing this. And, you know, I'm just going to hope I get lucky with my Brady future.
1: Reed, this was an absolute blast. Thank you so much for the time. Go catch some tickets, including North Carolina this weekend, okay? (laughs) Thanks, guys.
0: I'll talk to you guys soon.